It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Today, we have a very special guest with us. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the hood sommelier. Jack, how are you doing, my friend? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? Oh, just, yeah. Uh, well, we're over here having a, a, a good time and, and watching Connor just meet all of his Instagram idols. Um, I sure know, am, man. I think between you and, and Danielle, and, who was the other one? Was it Ray? I was thinking, like the three, the three that he's yeah, just over here, just yeah. like, yeah, Danielle and and Jack are the two that I first, two of the first ones I've ever followed on Instagram on Who Gives a Jam, so they're like celebrities to me. And then Ray was one of the first ones I followed on Twitter. Yeah, three. That's like, uh, yeah, three big timers for me. So it's a pleasure, Jack, to meet you finally. No pleasure is all mine. Um, you put out good content. I usually try to support people. I was new before, you know, people will always tell me, why don't I follow big accounts and I follow the new people? Because for me, it's refreshing because you can see the effort uh, when you're, mm. you're looking at these accounts. You're like, oh, this person really put some thought into this. And I was new before and I never, I follow a lot of big accounts that never followed me back. That never actually gave me attention because, you know, I've, I always say you are only you know, people start giving a shit only when you matters. So not yeah. when you don't matter. So I, right. it's a big deal for me to photo people that are just now coming up because I want them to know that it's just Jack. It's nothing crazy. Don't be intimidated by anything. It's Uncle Jack over here supporting yeah, us. That's yeah, at this point <laughs> in Instagram, I feel like I'm feeling like the uncle right now. <laughs> you are, man. <laughs> Jack, that's the 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 thing about your page and, and our page, uh, I think a lot of people will say about like, if you write, you're going to get a response and you might not get one right away, but you're going to get a response, you know? And, and I've seen people compliment you on, 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 you know, lives and, and different comments and, and, you know, on your, on your content, you know, people have made the same thing with us and, you know, like we're one of the, you know, you're a big ish. Well, I mean, we're not like a big account. We're just a big ish account, I guess. Right? What are you but, talking about? You grew to my level in half of the time. So you are a big account. I, I just now reached 14,000 14, followers in my third year. You are reaching 14,000 followers in your first year. So you are a big deal. I mean, you cheated because you actually brought in the guy from, uh, what do you call him? Uh, Outlander. Outlander. Like you went from like 5,000 followers to 10,000 <laughs> followers like in two weeks because all these Outlander people are like, oh, you know, and that was great. so hey, you know, marketing one hundred and one, right? Yeah, you, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. You know, just grind like some of us did. You just were like, okay, let me bring a superstar onto my onto my channel, and then boom, yeah. we just flew by. But congrats to you for doing that because you understand the niche that you're in for. So yeah. the great thing about the a lot of the people that from are from that Outlander community, they're so you know, kind of to what you're saying, they're new in the whiskey world and they're just hungry for, for that. And, you know, people I from that, like, 
you know, I'm sure some of them have followed you from when we've been on lives. Matt, you know, they Matt got involved with them. He Matt actually did a cool thing. He sent samples out to a lot of the a lot of the 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 people that had uh, sat on a live with us and put like little kilts on the sample bottles. So it's really interesting to see like you know how the community is so much bigger sometimes than just the people that collect or do reviews and things like that, that there's such a hunger out there. You know, Connor's even somebody who's one of those, you know, he's younger, he's into whiskeys, hungry phrenologies, putting out good content. And it's so cool to see, you know, when you're saying, I, I, I like to follow people who are newer and you're seeing all these new people that are coming around and, and that th- hunger and thirst to learn about the spirit. And it's fun for us because we get to educate and talk about it and, and, you know, really share, why we love it and, and how we, we enjoy it. And I know that's a big thing for you is education, right? Yeah. I, I came on the scene, you know, be first because of representation. You know, I came early 2020, end of 2019, early 2020, truly because there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me when I was yeah. going online mm-hmm. to, to look for content when it came to whiskey. Everybody was just white, old, and very pasty. And they, I don't feel, I didn't feel at that time that they could relate to me. I'm originally from Africa. I'm an immigrant. I have an accent. Um, I'm black. And it was pretty much one of the worst time in America to be black and to come on a scene of something that truly is considered a white man, you know, uh, luxury, which is drinking whiskey. So I truly wanted to come on for three reasons. One was I was bored because my daughter couldn't hear me talk to myself anymore because <laughs> we were all home uh, because of all this uh, civil unrest. Uh, second, because I wanted to bring something to the table that makes the blue collar guy that works in a factory that just come home and after watching football, what just wanted to wanted to watch something because he's drinking his cognac or he's drinking, you know, his ENJ or his whiskey just to see, Oh, this guy looks like me may sound like me. And he got something to say about what I'm drinking. He wanted. And three is really about education, right? Bringing things the same way I've done in my career. By day, I'm an insurance and financial advisor. I've helped a lot of immigrant communities uh, in insurance and you know protecting their livelihood and future and futures. And I've I've always wanted to make it simple for people. Don't complicate it. Don't don't if they can go home and explain it to their grandma and she will also understand it. And I wanted to bring the same concept to whiskey. I want I wanted whiskey to be, you can go home and your your wife or your partner will see you excited about something mm-hmm. and ask you why in the heck you did this. And they can turn up, you can turn around and say, Let me, let me explain. And right. it makes sense to that to that person. So that's the three reasons why I truly wanted to keep, come on the scene. And that's that says a lot, you know about who I am and also how, how my name came about, you know, I'm the hood somebody. I can just come in and say whiskey somebody, which is one of the options I had. Um, I, I had the option of, uh, Afro, Afro whiskey guy. I had that option as well. 
I had mm-hmm. plenty of name in my head, but I wanted a name that not only when you hear it, you have to ask yourself, is this guy black? We all have stigmas. We all have, you know, pre-notion. When you hear hood, somebody you're like, okay, this guy must be black. But then somebody it throws you off because like that's a, a too much of a sophisticated word to be next to, you know, hood. How can hood and sommelier be in the same bucket? Sommelier is the knower of spirit. In the noble times, sommeliers were right below the king's guard because they choose what the king would drink. They told the king what he would drink. Those were the sommeliers. Most of the time, it was either ale or it was wine. And sommeliers were the one who would tell the king, this thing came from this part of the town, from this vineyard, and you need to drink it. These people were the expert on everything the king and the nobles had as their as their libation at that time. So for that name to be close to hood, which is almost a degrading use of the word to actually say the black side of town. Oh, that's the hood. That's the black side of town. To be the hood sommelier is to understand that not only I understand most people have to understand that when you say the hood, the hood have doctors, the hood has the crackhead, the hood have the corner store, and the hood have also a target. But to be the hood sommelier, I'm the guy who doesn't mind dealing from the crackhead to the doctor. I want to teach everybody about what I know. I do not discriminate when it comes to my knowledge and the people. That's why when I walk on my show, I remind people that when we come on a show on a Monday and we start talking, first thing I say is welcome to Monday sucks. Here's the place where we are people's lovers first and whiskey or spirit lovers second. So people understand that the objective of the hood sommelier have never been to come and show off on somebody to come and be in a dick swinging contest. I can, I can go hood on you right now, or I can be very sophisticated. I speak three language fluently. And in any of those languages, I can tell you how you should feel about your spirit. So that, that's really what was important. Wow. That was, that was fantastic. What, um, where does, does your, your, your knowledge for specifically the spirit of whiskey, how did that start? How did you start to accumulate that? I'm self-taught till about three years ago. I was really self-taught. I've always been, I have a little bit of compulsive, compulsiveness about my personality, which means if I want to learn something, I want to learn it to the max. I did the same thing when I wanted to learn how to run a marathon. I trained for two years every single day just to be able to run 13, uh, 26, you know, 26.2 miles. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because I just was curious to know how those people run marathons. And I did. So everything that I put my head in, I get a little too compulsive because until I see the end of it or I see a result, it doesn't make sense. You know, in my professional career, it was hard to talk to people because most people meet in places where I truly feel was too posh, was too, was really too fancy because I wear, like, people wear a suit to go to work. I wear sweatpants and a T-shirt, black T-shirt, like you see right now. Yeah. 
and and I just go to work. Why? Because I want the worker in a factory that's coming to get insurance to feel as comfortable as possible when they sit and talking to me. But where do you find the bigger clients? Golf course, you know, big, you know, networking events. But on a golf course, I'm a terrible golfer. My mentor in insurance 13 years ago tried his best to teach me. Like, on my my short game is perfect. You give me a three iron, you give me a, a putter, and you give me a, a, a nine iron, I'll be on a, on a par three and killing it. Now, you give me a driver, and you're going to see the ball fly to the left, to the <laughs> right. We go, the goose are going to be backwards in the face. Backward. <laughs> I, I almost killed someone. On That's me. Ball. I would do everything, but. The one thing Jack, we could be in a, we could be in a, we could be in a scramble because I got, I got the driver game, but everything else sucks. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a perfect 160 yard guy. You put me on a pod three on 130 to 160 nice yard. I'm, you, you give me an eight. Usually, I go to, the, I have a course right by my house. I only would, I would take a nine, an eight, seven, and a putter. I'm on these four iron. I'm going. I, that, that's all I need. My short game is what I've worked on for a long time because I dig like a grave the first time I try to hit an iron. Uh, <laughs> like my boss, my boss at that time, who's my mentor, saw me like literally dig a grave around the ball. And he looked at me, he go, okay, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> and he goes, you know what? We are not going to come on a normal course. Every week, meet me at the pot-pot golf. And every week on a Saturday, he would take me to the pot pot golf. After a month, he's like, okay, now meet me at the pot three. And he would say, don't take anything. I just need you to take your nine iron and your putter. That's all I need you to take. Don't take anything else. And I would take those two iron and I would just follow him. A nine iron, a pitching wedge sometime, and a, and a putter. That's it. That's all I would do. And I did that over and over and over. But one thing my boss told me, every time we'll meet, I'll bring whiskey. And he, what triggered this thing in my head is I bought him, I brought him Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker Red. Being born in Africa, French culture, really a single malt influenced. You know, Johnny Walker was how you say thank you to everybody. So I bought him Johnny Walker Red thinking I've done something, right? I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring you whiskey, Thank you for doing all this for me. And he go, next time I'll bring a Johnny Walker you need to know. And I go, okay. And the next time he bought Johnny Walker green. And he said, if you dream big to talk to people that will strike a conversation with you and have very, and Anthony's black man, he's like six two, very intimidating even when he's walking next to you, but he loved golf, born and raised in Pensacola, moved to Nebraska to actually pursue insurance, and he's back in Florida now. He's like, Johnny Walker Green will, will get you to talk to people that you never thought you would talk to. He said, you love whiskey. I've seen you talk a lot about those little whiskeys that you have in your house. But you have to think about just like if you're insuring just somebody who have a car and an apartment. How do you ensure the person that have a hotel is the same thing you have to think about in whiskey, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When, when you're talking about a red, it's fine. But what else is above that? He said, if you, if you, if you want to mentor someone later in your life, 
you have to be able to dig in and find the finer things or the levels of what you touch it. So he bought Johnny Walker Green. Never heard of Johnny Walker Green at that time. This was back back in 2000, 2010. Never heard of Johnny Walker Green. I thought this man was just a sorcerer when he said it. (laughs) And when he pulled the ball out, I'm like, oh, my God. Then that night, I went back and started reading about Johnny Walkers. And I realized that, oh, I didn't know shit about this thing. Oh, the red, the black, the double black, the gold. The green, the green island, the blue, the blue reserve, the King George, King George one, two, three. So I started, I just got into this whole spitball and I told him, I said, one day I came back to the office next. I said, one day I'll have my own Johnny Walker with my name on. Guess what I did the first time I, I I made a hundred K my company Walker with your name. I got, got Johnny me. Walker. It's, name it's, it's sitting right up there. It's a Johnny Walker. It's a Jack Bigadu on it in gold. And he says, keep dreaming. But awesome. that, that was where I, I realized that with the Johnny Walker green, we, that day we, we were able to sign up two accountants firm that were golfing with us that day. But they were coming to the part three, the part three just to work on their short game. And from that point, I'm like, that's what I'm going to be. I'm terrible at golfing, but I'm going to be the whiskey. <laughs> so every day <laughs> I will read about a certain whiskey and then I'll get into it like a villain. Mm. Uh, I'll read about Laphroaig. I'll read about this and I'll just jump in deep, right? Very deep. And then I was broke at that time, fret, just in the verge of a divorce with a five-year-old at that time. And I just... I would, I, I would always like save it. Like when I, when I get money, I'm going to bet myself this one, this one I'm going to get. Yeah. And it was always been one of those dreams. Like okay, this one I'm going to get. But when I go, I will spend like $200, $150, $200. I bring like something, you know, excellent to the golf course. And I pour it to everybody and everybody like, oh, this shit's good. So what's your name again? Okay. Did yeah. I get your business card? Okay. Let's do that. So. It started with me just having good whiskey on a course to, hey, hey, man, I got some people coming to my house. You mind coming and helping us setting up the whiskey bar and I can talk to them. And, you know, you probably should meet them. This guy owned this thing and this guy owned this shit. And you should probably. And it became a thing. And then immigrants will make their parties. Now you have to know I'm I've been I've been an MC. For a long time. So I emceed every wedding that any immigrant in Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota ever had. I've always, I've always emceed those weddings. So every time people actually call me to emcee, but you know, I'm an ordained minister. I can marry people. So it was easy for people. And remember, a lot of immigrants will marry white folks and everybody have a thick accent. So the, the in-law family doesn't know what the hell you know, these people are talking about. So they need someone who, who had a less of an accent to come MC, so everybody in the party can feel comfortable. So I've always been that guy, but everybody will bring me in to help them with their whiskey selection and what do they need at the bar. As immigrants, we love our single malt. What single malt do you think I should help? So everybody in the party can feel great. So fast forward, you know, 10 years later, six years in insurance, I own my own agency. 
you know, I'm hitting six figures when I was doing that. Then I'm like, you know what? It's time. It's time. First thing I bought to actually make, you know, I like to call make myself feel like a big boy was that Johnny Walker Blue. And then I also have an exclusive uh, King George the fourth, which is I think there's only 150 of those in the world. Wow. Just because I'm I'm a big boy now. <laughs> You're a big baller, Uncle Jack. Yeah, that, no, not big baller, but big boy. Because I just wanted to own it to say I own it. Not because it's is the greatest yeah. thing, just because I just wanted to own one. But and it, you deserve it, became, it, man. It became that thing. So COVID hit and uh you know, um we were all stuck at home for two weeks uh, after the unrest here. It was in Louisville. There was an unrest there in Omaha. We had the same thing. And for two weeks, everybody had to stay home. And it was just too much at that time. It was really too much. I just had to let the energy out somewhere. And I had plenty of whiskey. They were sitting everywhere in my house. And, you know, my friend's like, you need to do something. We can come to the house and you just tell us everything about it, but no one knows about you. So, the hood somebody was born in. Now I'm here. What an origin story. It's it's crazy like how so many of us have that not like the same kind of background. Obviously, you're unique in that, but like the same, like what kind of kicked us off starting, right? Like COVID was a big deciding factor and some of us just jumping into this and not even really knowing what we were getting getting into. But you know, I I credit there's there's good sides and bad sides to social media, and I've seen it, Jack's seen it. You know, it, and I actually had this conversation with somebody two or three days ago and they're, they're asking and saying something. I said, you know, you don't really know and you don't really see the, the, the real shitty sides of, of stuff until you get like a following and then you see where, who can really be assholes, you know, like you really see who, who your friends are and who they're not. Because when you start making something or, you know, and Jack, I'm sure you've seen this where people follow you and then you get bigger than them. And all of a sudden they're salty and you're like, I'm the same person. I, I didn't make it somebody do that. And it's so it's, but it's so interesting to see like that evolution and, and it's, and it's unique for people like us because you know, you're, you're an immigrant. You made nothing of your life. My dad's first generation American. Like I know you've, you, you've gone through harder stuff than I have, uh, you know, from, from that perspective. But you know, my, my dad never, my dad never made any money. Like I, I, I laughed when I, people would say you're middle class. Like I wasn't middle class. You know, we and and we, you know, you come and make something of your life, and and then all of a sudden you kind of enter this world, and it's and it's interesting because you you don't really know what's going to happen, and and you know, kudos to you and and a lot of the other people that are really starting to jump into this because from the representation piece, you're right, and and it's and you're starting to see so much of that now, whether it's you know people of color or or, or women, you know, there it's it's that freedom and stuff because whiskey. We believe the same thing. Whiskey is meant to be enjoyed and shared by everybody. It doesn't matter what you look like. And, and it's so, you know, people like you out there on, on social media are such a, a good influence on, on it, on yeah. the, the bourbon community because it's showing it doesn't have to be a certain way that it may have always been. And, and so, yeah, man, kudos to you. And that's, it's, you should feel proud of that. The true definition of an influencer, Jack, is I would say the true definition of an influencer influences everybody to for whiskey to be a better person. All in all, that's what I think of Jack as a, a true influencer. Do you know that I actually, I, I actually, funny, true story. Uh, my first ever meeting, a friend of mine, 
in Louisville uh, wanted to, you know, made me also uh, realize um, the difference between being an influencer and really making an impact. Because it's easy to to be a sure. quote unquote call influencer. You can post bottles every day, but how do you monetize it? Right. I can tell you right now. I know because I'm a person of color. A lot of brands don't approach me because I'm not a six foot five skinny guy and trying to look. Some brand will never approach me. Hey, right? I'm five ten and I'm not skinny. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you were still a white man, so it's different, right? So some brand will never approach me. I love hats. I never had a, a, a hat brand. Even the people I reach out to ever say, "Hey, wear our hat," you know. I, I love cigars. No cigar company ever, ever reach out to me. Right. But funny thing is, is those things never actually bothered me. But the true story, I'm in a meeting and my friend's like, you need to monetize your brand because you're doing all these things. You're putting money into it. I know you believe in it, but you have to monetize it. Mm-hmm. And I go, how? She's like, okay, I'm going to get you a meeting with, uh, with uh uh with one of the entities in uh in Kentucky and I just need you to be there and I walk in and we try to go there and it's like oh no because of COVID you can't and I'm like okay no problem sit down on video call and the person say oh you know you guys influencers and one I saw say hey, stop and the person go what I say, would you please stop? Don't call me an influencer. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, I'm not an influencer. I'm I'm a content creator. And I just so happen to love whiskey. If I loved gun, I would cut. If guns was my only thing I, I, I collected, I would talk about it. I have guns, but I, I don't collect as much. And And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Anything you can think of, uh, I'm a content creator. I just love things to look good and educate people. So I'm a spirit educator. Just call me that. And she literally looked at me like took like a minute pause. And she's like, oh, because her statement was, oh, we give last year. We give money to all these influencers and COVID hit. And no one even reached out to us to actually know how things were going. That's literally how she started the meeting. Right. So in my head, I just sat there. I'm like, okay. Before you put me in a bucket of these people, and people will always say that you see on my on my like you go on people's uh, you know bio, they'd be like, "I'm a content, you know, I'm an influencer." I'm like, I don't know what I'm influencing. I'm just a local guy that just love good things and want to create things to educate people. So when people yeah. use the word influencers when they apply to me, I start laughing, and I say, "No, please don't call me that. I'm fine." Why? Because. If if tomorrow they say whiskey was illegal, you're probably gonna get content from wisdom from Africa is gonna come every day now, not once a week. <laughs> you're gonna hear how I go out, go run in uh in the I love running outside in the crazy places. You're gonna see content about you know, I do obstacle runs, warrior dash, mud, but so those are the things I enjoy. So you like to, to create become, like yeah, I like to create content. Just to actually tell other people, it's okay. It is possible. Come with yeah. me. Let's get on this adventure. And it was one of those things that I truly, you know, I appreciate when people go, you are, you, 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 you know, you had an impact on me. Like, I'm happy. But 
there's a reason why when you go to my page, it's not just whiskey all day, every day, right? Yeah. It's, you know, every Tuesday, like when we're done with this interview, I'm going to turn my camera on and I'm going to do my wisdom from Africa. I, I do that because I'm African. Yeah. So what else can I bring to the people from what I am? Mm. People hate, I tell people all the time, what, what people fail to realize in this thing is you don't have to be like anybody else. So if Bourbon with Podcast is doing great, they're doing great in their lane, right? They're doing great in their lane. Mm-hmm. Now, if Bourbon Podcast is trying to come and do wisdom from Africa, I would look at him and say, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What do you know about Africa, right? But if, I, if I'm going to, I tell people all the time, I have a podcast, but my podcasts have nothing to do with whiskey. Mm. Because my podcast is a day in the life of an immigrant, right? So my podcast talk about immigrant issue because why? I'm an immigrant. Right. So I'm not, yeah. I have the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast, but it's literally all the content I have on IG that you can actually just plug in something that a bottle that you like so somebody can hear about it. But my plan for it have never been to actually have a full-on podcast so people can sit down and talk to me. No, I don't have time for it. That's not what I love doing. But I can come on every Monday and stream about how my week was, stream about mental health issues in the community, health issues in the community, being better people in the community, and drinking good whiskey in the community. So to truly call yourself a quote-unquote influencer, just mind your business. If you mind your business, you'll be an amazing influencer. <laughs> that's that's a that's a quote right there. And uh, that should be a shirt. <laughs> it, it should be. And if someone calls themselves an influencer, I completely agree. But the fact of the matter is, Jack, for someone like me coming up, following you, you influence me to really pursue the content side. To really, I already had the idea in my head. But to really put my all into it after seeing your work, after seeing the passion, after seeing all that stuff. So when I say influencer, I mean whether you know like it or not. It's almost like influencing a coach other people. It, it's almost like a coach than an influencer, right? Like I, a coach, uh, someone like that. And I don't, I don't know if coach is the right word. But an influencer is something, somebody that can make you think one way or the other. Right? That's what an influencer is. Someone who inspires you to do something completely different that maybe outside your yeah. comfort zone. I don't think that that's not an influencer. What do you want? That's a coach. That's a, uh, you well, know, it's a, it's an inspirational like, inspiration. Yeah. Just inspire others to do better because I always say when I do something either embarrassing, funny, uh, good, serious, the one thing I know is if being authentically myself, knowing that there's a lot of garbage online, yeah. if being authentically you know, myself can help somebody else make it through their day, make it through the week, or go after that thing that they like. There's not enough it's, followers in the world to make I, that be worth it. I 100% agree. I, well, I, I remember, yeah. It's interesting you say that because somebody, I, I, I won't say the situation and everything because I don't want to like call people out, but there was like, you know, or I won't say like the details, but like someone, someone like was saying something was just like, you have an influence. You should think this way. And I said, I don't care if I lose every follower that we have. I'm not going to come off who I am and what I value as a principle. Right. Like right. 
it, it, it wasn't nobody. It wasn't anybody that that the two of you would know. It's not even someone like really in the whiskey community. But it's just like you have to be like that, and it's kind of hard because that's when you get the jackasses that come into your into your DMs, and it's just like sometimes it's really funny. Like, why do you think I give a shit about your what you think? Like, I'm no. doing this for fun. It's to kill time. Like, Jack enjoys to create. We enjoy to be enjoy being silly. I know there's probably people out there in the bourbon world that think the things that we do are stupid as shit. But you know what? It's the fun stuff that you would do, right? It's bourbon with friends. You like to educate, and you come out from things from immigrant. We come at things from like, hey, this is what we would be doing if we were drinking all together and doing dumb stuff, like right? Yeah. Like it's it. There's so many different lanes that's that's there, and it's just it's so interesting just to hear your story and 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 how even though circumstances are different and we're all different and came from different backgrounds, how there's so much like that kind of tie us all together and like little things, right? Like those little yeah. ways. And it's not just whiskey. It's how we think, how we operate, the things we believe in. It's just, it's so cool to, to have all that kind of tie in. Mm. Absolutely. I think I interrupted so, you, Connor. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, well, actually I do remember what I was going to say quickly. I remember the first time speaking about, um, if you can get help someone get through the day, it's worth every follower that you have. It, it's um, the first time someone messaged me and said, Hey, I, I forgot what it was. I think it was like, Hey, I, I, I listened to your podcast on the plane ride over to whatever place. It got me through the plane ride. I enjoy your stuff. It was a person I never met. And I remember thinking that I, I was at work and then the rest of the day, I just, the wholeness I felt in me was, I had never felt it in my entire life. A complete stranger reaching out saying, Hey, I listened to your podcast for this amount of time going on this plane ride. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's thank you. Keep up the good work. Like, wow, that is, that is, that's like so euphoric and just, just wholesome. It's that, that's, I think that's why the, the three of us do what we do. Just I, I live to, to have that reach. I, true, I truly live off of that. I, that's what, I you know, thrive off of that. I didn't grow up with positive reinforcement at all. So when someone send that my way, usually I get very excited. I take it very personally and I take it sincerely. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. So I have a question I want to ask uncle Jack. I'm calling you uncle Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Mr. Hood Somalia, uncle, uncle Jack. Um, we, we we asked this to to all the guests that we have on, and I'm curious about your answer. You say you're, you, you know, and I that's that's interesting. The the French influence or the single malt influence on the on a, a French community like that. Never thought of it that way, but it makes complete sense. But you're on an island. You get three whiskeys. What is Uncle Jack choosing? Um, if I get three whiskeys. I actually won't go for all whiskey. Knowing me, um, first thing I'm going to pick, I'm a peat head, so it has to be a peated whiskey. So I'll take a peated whiskey, hopefully an Octomore from Brooklyn or uh, a Buna Haven. That's what I would take with me. That's the first I was just about to pull my Buna Haven from behind me. I bet bet you like this. That's delicious. that's, That's the first one. Second, I would take with me will probably be a Four Roses. Uh, you almost cannot go wrong with Four Roses. So I would take one of the Four Roses as my bourbon. 
or uh, or if it's not forest, it's, it probably will be um, a Parker Heritage. Parker Heritage uh, that mm, I would take with me. Good stuff. One my two my two go to bourbon that are almost too impo- impossible to afford to drink a lot of, but you yeah. always want to have them. Um, my third one will be an Armagnac. I, I'm a, I truly am a hundred percent Armagnac lover. Mm. So I will have to take an Armagnac with me because it's not every day that I like the punch or the peat or the sweetness of corn. Sometimes I just want some good grape being the French guy in me. Uh, if there is a spirit I have to take with me that is close to wine as possible, it has to be an Armagnac. So that's what I would take with me. Those are the it, three. Names. It, it's a part that not, not maybe not everybody knows about you that you're not just the whiskey guy. You're a spirits guy. Oh yeah, I'm. You know, I'm WSET certified, uh, level two in spirit. Uh, I can talk about any spirit, but that's because truly I'm curious about all spirits. So gin, Armagnac, cognac, Calvados, rum, tequila. Whiskey from America, from from Europe, um, vodka. I I can speak of seltzers because li- literally I know about all spirits, but truly because I let every place I've lived and places I've been influence me and are part of me. So it's weird for me. I said something one time and, you know, everybody laughed when I says it, but I'm like, seriously, I can talk about wine, but I'll be bragging. So I talk about whiskey because that's challenging. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. You know, but I I, I, I don't talk about wine simply because for me, wine is what I grew up with. Came from a French, our, our country was colonized by Germany, World War One. After World War II, they're colonized by France. So good wine was in my house every day. Yeah. Every day. So I drink I drink my first Bordeaux when I was probably eight or nine years old. So there's nothing anybody can tell me about wine that's just gonna like if I drink wine right now, I will tell you this is good, this is not good. Like point blank. No if but, you know, it's not like oh, maybe no. Is I know why. So, yeah. will I go? Will I actually go into detail and tell you exactly origin and that? No, I have to go study for that. But do I know good wine? I go to wine tasting just to actually have a good time because I just want to hear people lie to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> You're so calling them out on their bullshit. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, the first, first first girl I've ever broke up with. Was after a wine tasting. <laughs> I knew at that time she was she was a liar in per- like you you know those people that you you date and then you know they are trying to match your energy. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you know, I enjoy a good glass of wine, and you know, I love you know wine. They're like, oh my god, I love wine. I know so much about wine. Blah blah blah. And you're like, okay, so I love like, Pinot oh, Grigio. It's my favorite. You know, you know, or, or Cabernet. <laughs> You know, and Cabernet, you know, or Sauvignon Blanc. And those are the things I cannot stand because it hurt my soul when I hear it. Four day. Four day. So it's it's one of those that, you know, you take this person to a true wine tasting and they go into Argentinian, New Zealand, and French wine. 
and this person is just sitting there just bullshitting you. And you just sit there just looking at him like, you're going to hell. <laughs> kerosene draws. If on. you're lying about this, then what else exactly. are you lying about? You're going to hell with some kerosene draws on right now for all the <laughs> lies you've been telling through this whole thing. Even the guy that was poor looked at you like, mm, I don't know about <laughs> this. But okay. You know, but it's one of those things that I, I just, I enjoy Bouglas one. I have like very expensive wines that I've, you know, I've collected through the years. Love them, know the vineyard, know the origin, know the story about it. But I love spirits because spirits are challenging and something new is coming every day. So I'm that's, like, oh, I'm just going. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know more. That's a great segue into my next. Wait, sorry, Paul. Go ahead. I mean no, go, 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 go. Right, so what I was going to say is that's a great segue. There's always something new coming out of, of what I want to ask next, next before we kind of have you, you know, uh, tell us where everyone can follow you and everything. Um, where, you know, where do you see the, I don't know if you'd call it the hood sommelier brand or just you. You as a person, you as as who you are, where do you want to be, maybe specifically in the whiskey community, just because this is a whiskey podcast, but all in all, you know, say like a year down the line to your in the future, what where do you want to take Hood Sommelier? Um, I want Hood Sommelier to be a point of first a point of reference for most people that are coming in the whiskey industry to know that, you know, is it's okay to come in. Right. Yeah. Second is I want to partner with more brands that are adjacent to whiskey. Right. Mm. Because I've always said I'm an immigrant and a French speaking guy, an African and a black person that love whiskey. So how does that work? You know, I was lucky enough that I, uh, I proposed uh, last year. I proposed to uh, to uh, Heaven Hill to have Afrofusion which is African food meets whiskey. And when we did that event, it, it flowed perfectly. You know, I had people, I had people drink, you know, eat the, you know, I, I made some kebab, we had some wings and, you know, I made them eat like African, they chew on the bones and people had a good time, but we were using bourbon, which is familiar to most people to bring people to actually try African food. And that's right. what I want to do. I want, I want, I want to bring more adjacent brands to actually meet what is not familiar to them to that? I want to do whiskey on a boat for boat lovers. I want to do whiskey and hunting, right? I want, I want to do these things that are hobbies to people that are things that people actually enjoy doing or that may not be familiar to me. I've always wanted to hunt, but I'm just a whiskey guy. Okay, how about we get an expert in hunting to get us to actually, you know, bring whiskey guys to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Paul talked about, you know, doing uh, a, a, a Scotland tour. Yeah, why don't we bring people that have always wanted to try, you know, single malt to go to Scotland, right? But they love traveling, love traveling, but never traveled as a spirit lover, right? So now right, let right. us be your guide through yeah. that experience. I want to create experiences for people. The hardest thing in this industry is not ideas. Is the ability for people to believe and put their trust and money into you. Yeah. That's the hardest thing in this industry. It has nothing to do with, it's not a lack of ideas, but most people will not look at me twice and go, oh, I want to give you opportunities was lacking. 
Today I posted about Black History Month and I said, equity, equality, and respect. That's all when as a black man, I walk in the room, that's all I ask for. Give me the same chance you give anybody out there because I have mm-hmm. great ideas, right? I, if I take you today and say, hey, bro, you love whiskey? Good. Now come, let me, enter, let me take that whiskey and let me introduce you to African food or to Asian food to let me take you out here. And you're like, oh, dude, I, I don't like food, but I love traveling. I love hunting. Oh, I'm a runner. Okay, let's have booze and runs, right? Oh, I'm a golfer. Let's do things that you love so we can create this experience where knowledge meet hobby and comes together so we can actually be better together, right? Because it's not just about just you or people that are like you. It's people that don't look or even have anything remotely close to you, but you guys share the same hobbies. Yeah. That's what Hood Summit is about. Build this hood where we can all get everybody together around just what they love. You yeah. love you love to do what you do, yes. But we all agree that we love spirit, yes. So let's bring the spirit in and bring everybody in to discover something that may be new to them or something that's very old to them so they can teach others to enjoy also what they do. I want to try that non on the bone thing on the with the wings. I got to try that sometime. <laughs> Uncle Jack, uh, we got to have a. We are there. we are having another one in DC. So we did we did Omaha, where I'm from here. We did uh, Kentucky. So the next one is going to be in DC. We're doing that at the end of March, and it's going to be Afrofusion DC. The goal is to get you to swing your hips and dance to some Afrobeat. Get you to eat some African food. And we have cocktails and we have, you know, bourbon and bourbon cocktails that we're going to feed you. When you leave, you've had, you've experienced culinary talent and you've always experienced beautiful, you know, cocktails made by Heaven Hill products. And, you know, have met people that you definitely will not meet on your regular day to day. I have to say African food is delicious. My actually, my best friend in college uh, is from Kenya. We've been friends for... Got him. Six, 18 years now, almost. We've been friends. Um, and he introduced me to crazy stuff. He wouldn't even tell me what it was. He was just like, try it. And it, it's real, you know, it's real in- interesting, like how he would just start, you know, giving me food, but it's, it's good, right? Like there's, it's, it's unique flavors. And then I was lucky. My buddy, uh, married a, a girl. Her family's from Nigeria. And so if you've never been to an African wedding, you are missing out because it is a party and a fucking half. Let me tell you. And I didn't know what I didn't know what to, what was happening. Like I'm sitting up at the table and people start throwing money at like the bride and the groom while they're dancing oh, and shit. And I was just like, "How do I sign up for this shit? Like this is great." If you've never and, been, if you've never been to a Nigerian wedding, you are missing out in life because when they say celebration of life and people, that's what it's about. He didn't like, prep us for what was zero. Happen. Like the amount of zero fucks given, because what what most people don't understand is that diversity in culture create diversity in ideas, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go into those environment, is like you if today you want to marry a girl from Nigeria, you not marry like when they say you're marrying the family, the mean you're marrying the family, <laughs> like. We're talking about drunk uncle coming and talking to you about 
life stuff that you never heard before. Aunties are bringing you food that you 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 ate. You get if if you want to have a good time, just make sure you w- watch the show Bob Hart Abishola. Is on is on CBS. Mm. Bob Hart Abishola, white guy, meets a Nigerian woman and trying to date her. You will you will get the whole <laughs> gist of what a Nigerian you know wedding kind of West African wedding is. But when and I, I tell people in the whiskey industry, it's hard for me sometimes to create authentic relationship or friendship because where I grew up, you you don't have acquaintances. We don't know what the word acquaintance mean. Mm-hmm. When you're family, when you're friends, and we break bread, you're family. That means yeah. you can stop by my house anytime. I if we, if you ate in the same house as me, and you've been in my house, that means moving forward with your family. So when you call and say, hey, get a shovel, we got a problem, I just get a shovel and just show up. That's it. That's all, kin, you know, right? that's the type it, of, that's the, that's the type of, you know, mentality I grew up with, but here's like, yeah. Oh, we just acquaintances. I'm like, Oh, so it's the thing I think Africans and Italians have in common. Cause that's how I grew up with an old Italian family. My grandmother, you know, and, and, and my dad's dad coming over on a boat. It's just like, what are you talking about? Like blood and water. We don't care about it. It's just your family. Like that's the way it is. It's, it's, it's so funny how, that, how it's like that, but. You're you're not wrong, Jack. Those those weddings are those weddings are. I I was going. I had a Presidents Club trip. My buddy got married, so I was missing like one day of Presidents Club. So I'm going to Mexico for all you can eat, all you can drink, and I partied harder that one day than I did the next four days in Mexico. And I some 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 African wedding I avoid because that's three <laughs> days of being like it's three days of getting food shoved down your throat. Because God forbid if you went an hour without eating and drinking and everybody's trying to bring something extraordinary to actually for you to try. When I'm talking, when I'm telling you, I took Johnny Walker blue. I took three single malt, four bottle of wine. And in five days, those were gone. I'm talking gone, gone, gone. And somebody's calling London when someone's coming like, hey. Mate, you coming? Yeah, I need this, 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 this. Bring it down. When you when you go through duty free, we need this. Like for a whole week, when I came back, I'm like, I need to detox. I need Jesus. <laughs> I need everything just to cleanse my soul because I've I've had all those seven sins that need to be. I've done it. <laughs> so you are right on that. It was funny because like. The, the 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 bride's family like kept saying like have you tried this and I was like yeah yeah then there'd be a plate in front of me like, oh, yeah okay well, you gotta eat you, know, you gotta yeah. well, keep shoving food down your throat our love and, language in Africa is food we just gonna shove it down your throat you gotta eat it <laughs> it, it was it, there I ate so much I didn't I didn't I think I got two and a half hours sleep before I had to go to the <laughs> airport I'm like I get to the airport my buddy who was going on the trip with me. Gets to the airport, sees me, said, what the fuck happened to you? And I said, the wedding. He goes, buddy, I've never seen a wedding like that. And I was like, you're right. You haven't, but you probably <laughs> you should. <laughs> but like we had, it was, it was funny. We had a, we, we used to have parties at my buddy's and my buddy, buddy's door, like apartment. He, he lives off campus is like junior, senior year. And we threw a new year's Eve party, like my junior year. 
And I dip set on the New Year's Eve party because my girlfriend who didn't live there, she's like, hey, I'm off work. So I left. I came back. I get back at like 3 a.m. He's like sweeping the carpet. There's like footprints on the walls and shit. I said, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> Some girl walks out like butt naked from the back of the room out of the house. And I was just like, and he looked at me and he looks, and he goes, he's like, African New Year's, buddy. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm never, I said, I'm never, never, ever skipping town for a girl oh, ever no. again when you, this party you, happens. In Africa, we have a saying, Christmas is for the kid. New Year is for the adult. And I mm-hmm. adopt that philosophy actually with myself. Christmas, I always spend with my daughter. But New Year's, you know, for me, is always New Year's, new place. So that's how I discover places. So this New Year, I was in Ireland. So every New Year's, I always spend New Year's at a new place. But this year, I actually even got one of my dreams to come through. I spent New Year's in a plane. Mm. That is actually something. I hated the fact that I didn't buy the business the business uh, uh, ticket at that time. Because New Year's in a plane, the business trip is champagne and a little weird. <laughs> so you can actually have a good time. But because you're in the air. So it's whenever, whatever, you know, uh, whenever you, where you are, where is midnight at that time is where you celebrate New Year's. It's kind of cool. I'm going to experience yeah. something very different this year, Jack. I'm going to experience Super Bowl Sunday in a different country. That also you know watches the Super I'm, Bowl. I'm telling you, the way you're traveling right now, I'm, I, I I think I'm just going to close with somebody and just be part of a podcast. Go for it. Because I love, I love traveling too much. So every time you <laughs> want to sucker me into anything, just tell me you get to travel, you get to eat. Then I'm, I'm excited. That's what I join. <laughs> and you throw, throw alcohol. Hey, look, I think there's going to be some traveling and eating in all of our futures. And I think we're going to partner on something that's going to be a lot of fun for, for that. So... Jack, this has been great. I really appreciate yeah. you opening up and sharing your insights and, and hopefully, you know, you gain some some people that, you know, maybe didn't follow you or know who you are. Uh, that, tell everyone where they can follow you, where they can watch your show uh, and all that good stuff. Um, just on my Instagram, you can follow me at hood underscore sommelier. Sommelier, just like you hear, is S-O-M-M-E-L-I-E-R. Mm-hmm. So it's hood sommelier. Uh, hood underscore similarly on Instagram, but on every other platform, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, um, TikTok is all hood similarly, H-O-O-D, similarly. Uh, every Monday, I have a show called Monday Sucks when my co-host Tim Van Riper, where we enjoy good whiskey and we interview brands or we talk about things in the whiskey industry. And if you're very curious, as a good African, every Tuesday, I post uh, my new segment that I started in the second quarter of this year called Wisdom from Africa, where I tell you one of the wisdom lines that my uncle or drunk uncle or drunk aunties have told me to tell me something important in life. Um, And um, I started a segment last week. It seemed like people are loving it. It's things... French words that American pronounce wrong that annoys me. Um, <laughs> last week I talked about Armagnac and I also talked about a vieux carré, which American people will call Bucare as a cocktail, but it is vieux carré. Mm-hmm. 
It's not Bukare. Just I may do another one this Thursday um, to remind people that we don't say uh, figlet mignon. It is filet mignon. So, <laughs> so. It reminds it reminds oh. me of uh, Brad Pitt in um, Inglorious Bastards when he just goes Bonjour. Yeah, Bonjour. Or Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. So yes, I know. What you're <laughs> I know. I know Italian. Arrivederci. Like what the <laughs> shit? <laughs> so it's is uh, is one of those things that I you know I just love good content uh, and I, as always. I try to post every day or every other day on my IG uh, about spirits I'm enjoying or something I'm I'm having uh, just to, you know, keep educating people on their spirits. Yeah. Well, Jack, well, you're the best. Doing, yeah. You're the best, keep, man. Seriously. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I appreciate it. I know Connor appreciates it. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, remember, a burn with friends could change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.